0: We are We are
1: We are Cultivate 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 We are Cultivate Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world.
2: These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion
3: is advised.
1: Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up delicious slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today's special is a variety of tasty treats from the Philippines. I'm your hostess, Lindsay, and with me are the fair and foxy, Emily and Ashley.
3: Ooh, there are those two Fs.
2: Hello. I am excited about the fact that we were just
3: called fair and foxy. <laughs> I'll take the foxy, even though I now have purple teeth thanks to my wine. <laughs> well, mm, purple wine teeth.
1: <laughs> as long as it's not gritty, it's good.
3: <laughs> this is true. Very true. Ew, gritty wine, gross. Oh.
2: <laughs> nothing. Oh.
1: Nothing is quite as unfoxy as a gritty wine. <laughs> Chunky. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Sandpaper wine. Oh.
2: Please don't drink dead people in your wine. Thank <laughs> you and
3: have a good day.
1: I think it's generally frowned upon and gross. So. Uh, agreed.
2: <laughs> agreed.
1: On that note, to start off the evening, our first coast, our first coast, our first course yes. is starting. <laughs> it's starting already. <laughs>
3: curse for all of us it is
1: <laughs> our first course is a road you may not want to cross Ooh,
2: wait call me chicken because i do want to cross
1: it <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> nice. the last bridge i covered was in australia oh yeah <laughs> remember the bridge that had three men trapped inside it
2: a I dead do. people bridge. I remember it fondly.
1: <laughs> yeah, this bridge is said to be so much more worse than that.
2: Oh is it, no. Is it the bridge over Madison County?
1: <laughs> no, because it's not covered and it's not beautiful. I mean it's I suppose it's pretty for a bridge, but it's not covered.
2: Damn it. Okay.
1: And it's in the Philippines. They
2: don't have a Madison County. But they might.
1: They might. <laughs> I don't know, there's enough islands or maybe there is a Madison County somewhere.
2: So- 7,640 islands, I took a shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somewhere someone's like,
2: we're in Madison County. How dare you? Don't leave us out, everyone always forgets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> us and on our one covered bridge. <laughs> so the San Juanico Bridge is the longest bridge in the Philippines with a length of 7,100 feet or 2,164 meters. The bridge connects sister islands Samar and Leyte and was commissioned by President Ferdinand Marcos in 1969.
2: I got so excited because of Ferdinand (laughs) (laughs) Magellan. Like I knew he had never been president of the Philippines because he lives right here in my house, but you never know.
3: See and here I was just the uh, teenager chuckling at 1969.
1: Yeah.
2: Summer of 69. <laughs> okay. <I'm> <laughs>
1: <going>. <laughs> so, President Ferdinand Marcos commissioned the bridge as a gift for his wife, Imelda, who is a native of Leyte Province.
2: Damn, why doesn't a man ever build me a really
3: long bridge? And then you can burn it when he's a jerk. I literally burn that bridge.
1: I like it. I like it.
3: You're such a dork. I love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the bridge was inaugurated on July 2nd, 1973, on Amelda's birthday, after four years and $21.9 million to construct Holy it.
3: Holy heck. Expensive bridge.
1: Happy birthday. Yeah, no kidding. San Juanico Bridge plays an important role in tourism by linking not only the islands of Samar and Leyte, but it is also part of the Pan-Philippine Highway. So far, so good, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't told you yet what the bridge was seemingly made of. So, why? So, prepare yourself. Oh, no. Imelda herself was in charge of the bridge's construction. Coincidentally, between the years of 1969 and 1973, many children disappeared off the islands of Samar and Leyte.
2: Oh, Oh my god. god. Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, the disappearances mysteriously stopped altogether following the bridge's completion in 1973, and there may be a reason why. It's said that the foundations of the bridge were reinforced after the blood of babies and street children was mixed into the materials.
3: Specifically, street children. Mm-hmm. They have to be the unwanted, right? Yep. Yeah, makes sense.
1: A ritual was supposedly performed to ensure the strength of the structure. Another version states that not only was the blood mixed into the building materials, but the bodies of the children were thrown into the cement mixer by construction workers as the cement was being prepared for use.
2: Gotta love a good cement mixer filled with child
3: corpses. I just picture like arms and legs, like chubby little arms and legs sticking out and spinning around.
1: hmm and then going down the little chute.
2: Chutes and ladders.
1: The not and funny baby kids version. bodies? <laughs> By far the most popular theory is that prior to the construction beginning, the woman in charge, a.k.a. Amelda, met with a munghuhula, or fortune teller. The fortune teller told her that the bridge would never be completed unless the blood of children was mixed into its foundation. Believing the fortune teller, The bridge workers were instructed to kidnap street children and slit their throats so that the blood would splatter at the sight of the bridge. Oh my God, that is so messed up. The bodies of the deceased children would then be tossed into the river. But the woman in charge didn't count on the River Fairy, or Diwata, seeing what was happening. Understandably upset by the children's deaths, the River Fairy cursed Imelda whose legs grew scales and began to emit a foul, fishy odor.
3: Uh Uh-huh, it was her legs. Okay. Nobody else happened to notice this? She is the president's wife, right?
1: Following this curse, she started to wear long skirts and dresses to hide her legs, and would take frequent baths to try and rid herself of the smell. Summer's Eve, sweetie.
3: Try Summer's Eve.
1: Just don't put it on your face. It's not a, it's not a facial moisturizer. <laughs> Why? Face wash.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> no.
1: That actually, someone in my high school did that the night of um, homecoming. She got wasted and went to go get face wash, and she got that instead. And yeah, that's not what you're supposed to do.
3: No, I bet that didn't work out well.
1: No. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in school for a couple days.
3: Oh, that sucks.
1: Anyway, in other tellings, it's an albuario, or shaman, who instructs the engineers to sacrifice children. Some say that Lady Marcos offered the children in a demonic ritual as their blood was mixed with the concrete, while others state that the bodies of the sacrificed children were then thrown down the bridge, similar to the dudes that were buried alive in the bridge in Australia. But why kids? Because all life is special, powerful, and divine, To the point that it can apparently protect a bridge against catastrophe except for animals they aren't powerful enough it has to be children and the reason may be because in the case of the san juanico bridge if they were indeed street children and had no parents no one would notice if they disappeared that's
3: awful but it sounds right
1: yeah the reason could also be because children are innocent, and therefore their blood would be more pure, therefore making the spell work that much more effectively.
3: They've clearly never met the laughing demons behind me. <laughs> you hear them in the background? Not as
1: pure as one might think. One common belief that even in modern times is still practiced is that of Padugo or the offering of a pig or chicken before a construction project to make the building's foundation stronger. So that's still something that is practiced today in the Philippines.
2: Hope they at least eat the body of the pig or chicken afterward.
1: I would hope so.
2: So wasteful. I know. I mean, especially when it's a pig. There's a lot of meat on a pig.
1: Yeah. So whether this urban legend is true or not, the bridge has held up over the years. It even survived the super typhoon Yolanda, or Haiyan. Super
2: typhoon! Is that like, that's a technical term, super typhoon? Yeah. Holy shit, I, that sounded made up.
1: I, know. <laughs> I When I first heard it too, I was like,
2: super typhoon? That sounds super scientific, it's a super typhoon.
1: It's typhoon, powered up to the next level. Super typhoon.
2: It's a typhoon, but we supersized it. Super typhoon.
1: It's <laughs> heavier. Chunkier. More full of oh, Chunkier. No. <laughs> so the bridge survived. The Super Typhoon Yolanda, or Hayang, in November twenty thirteen. The San Juanico Bridge is the main route for Warai Nuns. Sure to connect with their relatives and loved ones in the Leyte and Samar provinces. The urban legend of San Juanico Bridge was featured in a 1997 movie titled Shake, Rattle, and Roll 6. You know, the sixth one. In which the ghost of Mauro Flores, who was killed in the bridge, continues to haunt the bridge and even trick other children to jump over the bridge to their death so he can have friends.
2: Ha! Ah. Um... No.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I seconded I, that.
2: I don't even know what else to say about that. Just no.
1: The haunting stops once they recover his skeleton from the bridge.
2: That is a huge bummer. No <laughs> kidding.
1: A short story titled The Bridge by Yvette Tan was also based on the urban legends surrounding the San Juanico Bridge. And it actually won a Fiction Award from the Philippine Graphic. Oh, that's cool. Good job, that. And that's the San Juanico branch. Ingredients for this dish were sourced from a 2019 Esquire article titled The Wildest Philippine Urban Legends of the 90s by Mario Alvaro Limos, a 2018 Alike article titled Seven Timeless Philippine Urban Legends by Hannah Francesca M. Arsenal, a 2016 Pinoy Top 10s article titled, 10 Philippine Urban Legends That Still Haunt Us Today. 2015 Vicaten Tourism article titled, San Juanico Bridges Bloody Foundation, True or Not? by Adria Hernan. 2012 Philippine Urban Legends blog post titled, Philippine Bridges Have Bloody Foundation. Very literal. A 2010 Spot article titled, 10 Urban Legends That Drove Pinoy's Crazy by Faye Illogan, A BospoBet article titled Urban Legend The Bloody Secret of the Longest Bridge in the Philippines. <laughs> Everything m ML- article titled Pinoy Urban Legends that Give Us The Chills by Roger DiSierdo and Wikipedia. That was a and lot. And of
2: course, The Bodies of Children. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wonder how widely believed that one is.
1: I don't know, but Everywhere, like, I looked, they said that a lot of people believe the bridge is haunted, so a lot of people don't want to travel on it at night.
3: Sounds right. I mean, spirits are a pretty big part of their lore in general, like, their belief system, so...
1: Yeah.
2: Little known fact, as you drive over it at night, it just constantly says in all these different voices, are you my mommy?
3: Oh, that's really sad. Here, I was thinking it was going to be like, Why? Why?
1: why why are we, are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet no i
2: want
3: somewhere darker <laughs> mom mom mama mama mommy it's stewy. i have to pee the bridge I...
2: is stewie <laughs> <Yep.
1: It> is. <laughs> <laughs> well now that we've had our appetizer i'll be right back with your next dish
0: Some of these aren't so crazy, but let's pause and talk about rule one again. Maintain humanity under 500 million. Wait, how did I miss that? 500 million? So how would that compare to today's population? Okay, so that means that about 85% of our population has to go. Y'all, 85%, that's terrifying. And this thing is supposed to withstand catastrophic events? Is it supposed to predict something's going to happen to the 85%? I know. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Hi, everyone. This is Brooke from Curly Conspiracies. I hope you liked the clip from our Georgia Guidestones episode. If you want to find out more about this conspiracy, go to CurlyConspiracies.com or you can find us on Spotify or Apple podcast. Now back to what you all came for.
1: Thanks for waiting. The next course will transport you right to the mall food court. So beware.
2: (laughs) Okay. Because now I want some French fries and I'm deeply upset that I don't have any in front of me. Hot dog on a stick.
1: I don't think this is going to fix that for you, but uh, it'll get you close.
2: It's okay because I just finished my candy bar and I am hopped up on sugar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nineties was a great time for going to the mall, unless you happen to be going to Robinson's. Robinson's Galleria is a mixed-use complex and shopping mall located along one of the busiest intersections in Quezon City, Ortigas Avenue and EDSA. Built next to the EDSA shrine, the Galleria has become home to a persistent urban legend that sounds like something out of Harry Potter.
2: Yes. (laughs) Ashley's here for it. Ashley's sold. (laughs) Let's do it right now. (laughs) Aloha (laughs) mora.
1: The owner of Robinson's, John Robinson Lim Gakongway Jr., was rumored to have twins. Robina Gakong Waipei, and an extraordinary hybrid that was half man, half snake.
2: Oh, fun. So it's like one of Loki's babies. Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: John's gonna hate this story. <laughs> this child was supposedly fed meat, don't ask me what kind, before it one day decided that human was on the menu. The wealthy businessman decided to open a shopping mall to hide his family's dirty little secret, allowing his son to feed on unsuspecting mall shoppers in their department store.
3: This sounds like an episode of Buffy.
1: Uh, Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll get worse. The son had outgrown their home and needed a place to continue to grow and hide, hence a secret basement that was supposedly constructed underneath the mall.
2: It's the Chamber of Secrets. I fucking knew it. I'm so here for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) According to stories of the time, as female shoppers would enter dressing rooms to try on clothes, some wouldn't come back out after a door opened below them, dumping them into the secret chambers of the snake man.
2: They're getting HH Holmes right
3: on down into a python. Mm Mm-hmm. Because nobody's going to miss the female shoppers, right? Right
2: well we take so long to change outfits it's like for the first 20 years you're thinking she'll come out any minute now
3: and apparently you <laughs> can cut us in half and we'll come back prettier anyway so whatever yep. if they find a toenail they're good mm-hmm. stick it in a golden chest poof she's more beautiful
1: <laughs> except for her toenail that stays the same
3: Yes. It's gross and looks like an old lady's toenail. <laughs>
1: it's all misshapen.
3: <laughs> it never
1: buffs toe. quite right.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like that. No. The snake man was also a fan of small children that he would snatch out of the comfort room in the department store.
2: It's a comfort
1: room. I'm assuming it's like the room that like young mothers will go into if they're like nursing and they have other oh. children and stuff.
3: Okay. Or it yeah. might be like a spot to drop off your kids while you shop kind of
1: thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Some believe that the snake man is a good luck charm for the Gakong Ways. And he lives in the basement of the Galleria Manila where he lays gold. I don't know how, but he lays gold somehow
2: out of his gold hole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's got a gold stone and somehow that's where all the gold comes out of.
2: It just comes right out of it.
1: Maybe he's got a belly button and that's where the gold comes out of.
2: A
3: snake belly button. I'm into it. Does somebody (laughs) swallow it at some point and then cough it up before they die? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope not. I don't know. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs)
1: But in Chinese culture, the snake member of the Zodiac brings good luck, especially for business. Fun fact. The snake man is said to have claimed many victims over the years, including actress Alice Dixon and Rita Avila. Once the story hit the tabloids, terrified shoppers refused to enter the changing rooms unless they were accompanied by a member of the staff. Even well-educated adults believed that the snake man could get them if they weren't careful. He also allegedly abducted one of the store's sales associates, only to later let her go once he'd gotten a good look at her and realized she wasn't pretty enough for him.
3: Um, God. that's some shit right there. That would be one time in your life when you're like, thank
1: God I'm ugly. Thank God I hit all the ugly <laughs> sticks on the way down the tree.
3: <laughs> oh. That's messed up, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Legend states that hidden cameras are installed in the fitting rooms, Damn. allowing the snake man to choose his victims. When he kidnapped Alice, one of the actresses I named earlier, she was able to find a corridor to escape, which allowed her to enter the hotel beside the Galleria to get her freedom. It said she was paid 850 million pesos, or $41 million, by the Gawkongways to keep quiet about the snake man. Accepting the money, she left showbiz and moved to Canada. (laughs) Spoiler alert, that's not true. The urban legend was reignited when a video appeared on YouTube in 2010 of an interview with Robina Gongkongwei Pei, the second eldest daughter, back in 2008, where she stated the story was created by market competition. In fact, the rumor is considered so absurd that the family has even intentionally referenced and mocked the legend in one of their ads that went viral on social media. Funnily enough, starring Alice Dixon, who was supposedly eaten by the snake or attempted to be eaten by the snake man. And I'll include a link in the show notes. It's actually a pretty clever campaign.
2: That's kind of amazing, and I love it. Yeah.
1: Fun fact, Alice Dixon released a YouTube video dismissing the entire narrative of the Snake Man as preposterous, stating that she just screamed for fun. In her vlog post from July 2020, she says, quote, nothing really happened. Nothing really happened in the way the urban legend or the myth dictates, end quote. She supposedly screamed out, Tukalau, Tukalau, which I think means Snake Man. I couldn't find a real translation for that but I'm pretty sure it means, like, Snake Man. Upon supposedly encountering the Snake Man while she was changing. It's reported, like I said, that the Snake Man let Alice go free because he had fallen in love with her. And he, because he, you know, he had a penchant for beautiful women. hmm In her video, Alice explains what happened um, the time that she screamed out, Tukalau, which she said actually happened. She had been at the Galleria filming a TV series called... Oh, shit, I didn't translate it. I'm going to say it's DeSibel in 2008, and she was in the gallery at night and had gone to the bathroom on the fourth floor to change for a scene. As a joke, and even now she's not sure why she did it, she yelled out without even really thinking about it. A few days later, the news and tabloids started reporting that she had been eaten by a big snake at the (laughs) mall.
2: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Not long after this a representative from Robinson's approached Alice to talk, but she just dismissed them. She didn't talk to them. months later. The rumors continued to persist. And one theory she has is that in one or more of the mass communication schools, they use this story to see how far and how quickly misinformation and miscommunication can truly spread. Her other theory is that because she never spoke public- publicly about the incident, Many believed it to be true because she never said it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. So, if it's been disproven, why has the rumor persisted for so long? Because it's fun. In Alice's vlog post, she interviewed many people who worked at the Galleria, and a surprising number of them believed the rumors to be true. People have stated that the logo for Robinson's looks like a snake. I can kind of see it. Regardless, When asked about her snake sibling, Robina, the supposed twin, was Mm -hmm. quoted as saying, quote, snake? It's been a handbag and shoes at the Robinsons, end quote. Alice feels that the reason so many people believe it's true is because there is no one to corroborate that it isn't. No witnesses have come forward saying for sure that, yes, they have seen the snake man. In fact, back in 2011, it was reported that the snake man had actually died and a video began circulating around YouTube claiming to have footage of his corpse, which looked like a bad taxidermy job of a shriveled human creature on the body of a coiled snake. I looked at the video, it was gross. That does sound
2: gross. F- they did a Fiji mermaid. They <laughs>
1: exactly did exactly fi- what I was thinking. <laughs> they did a Fiji mermaid, it was nasty. Lastly, John did have several children, six in fact, with his wife Elizabeth Yu, who he married in 1958. The pair had five daughters and one son, Lisa, Robina, who is the one that was supposedly the twin, Lance, Faith, Hope, and Marcia. But as far as we know, no secret half-human, half-snake sons are part of the family.
3: Not that they'll ever tell you. No. I was going to say, apparently now he's a nice pair of shoes and a purse.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's what they did when he died. They were like, we're going to remember you. I will remember you, you can touch With this nice fur coat I'm wearing <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh, no, that's so wrong
1: with that song. <laughs> ASPCA is like, fuck you. All the dogs in the world are like, why?
3: <laughs> Cruella is like, my people.
1: Ingredients for this dish were sourced from a 2021 Travel Up article titled Places of Urban Legends in Metro Manila by Guymar Friends Buta. The 2020 Scout magazine article titled Five Urban Legends That Still Live in Our Heads Rent-Free by Katrina Maisie Cabral. The 2018 Alike article titled Seven Timeless Philippine Urban Legends by Hannah Francesca M. Arsenal. 2016 Pinoy Top 10s article titled 10 Philippine Urban Legends That Still Haunt Us Today. 2010 Spot article titled 10 Urban Legends That Drove Pinoys Crazy by Faye Illegon. An Everything MNL article titled Pinoy Urban Legends That Give Us the Chills by Roger DiSierdo. Two YouTube clips, one called Robinson's Galleria. And then there's some Tagalog in there, I don't know. The Truth told by Allison Dixon, and the other one is Alice at Robinson's. That's the ad campaign that has the little thing in it. And three Wikipedia links. I got a bonus story in here for you. The next dish may have you rethinking your evening plans. (laughs) (laughs) The following legend isn't well known in Manila, but many in in Western Visayas are familiar with it. The tale comes from Ilango, and many parents share the tale with their children to keep them from wandering outside at night. Like many urban legends out there, it has many variations, but the most common telling is as follows. Maria and her husband, Damien, have two children, Toto and Inde, and both of them do their best to provide for their little family in the province of Capiz. Damien is a police officer, and Maria was a homemaker, No matter how hard they work, however, they just can't seem to make enough to make ends meet. Deciding to take matters into her own hands, Maria applies for a job abroad in Dubai. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out, and she returned home a few years later changed from who she once was, depressed and visibly disturbed. Things seem to go back to normal following Maria's return. However, strange occurrences start to take place in their town the body of a child turns up, shocking the people in their community. The boy has a hole in his abdomen and his insides have been torn out. (gasps) One evening, Damien returns home from a long day at work to see Maria cooking. When he asked her where the children were, she did not answer, continuing to assault the family's chopping block with her cleaver as she minced pieces of meat. He once again asked her where the children were saying, can you hear me? Where is our son? She tells him not to worry and encourages him to sit to enjoy the meal she's prepared for him. (gasps) No, not the meal. Once Damien sits down to eat, Maria leaves to grab something from outside their home. After the door closes behind her, he hears sobbing from underneath the table. It's there that he finds his son, Toto, curled up as small as possible while staring at the fridge when damien opens it he's met with a horrifying sight the mangled and dismembered remains of a small child not only that but what appears to be one of his son's hands (gasps) fearing for his daughter he runs to her crib only to find it empty filled with grief and rage damien grabs his large bolo which is a large single single single-edged knife commonly used in the philippines like think of like a machete Mm -hmm. and he goes looking for his wife he finds her outside hunched over and eating something he can't identify at first it's only as he gets closer that he realizes it's the entrails of an infant (gasps) damien then strikes maria's face with the bolo leaving a huge scar following damien's attack maria fled and has since been seen from time to time haunting the different provinces in the Visayas, with her prey of choice being unsuspecting children caught out at night. Her name becomes Maria Lobo, which comes from the Ilongo word for hack. So she's got the hacked face. Another telling is that Maria went to work in England instead of Dubai, and her employer treated her very well, but she was unaware that he was a vampire.
3: Damn it, I hate when that happens. Yep. Right. It should be up front before you take the position. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm undead.
1: Is is that going to be a problem for you? Mm
3: -hmm. It's going to be nighttime hours. Mm -hmm. I won't be in the office during the day.
1: So don't call me, I won't answer. (laughs) During the months she worked for him as a maid slash caregiver. She was always fed half-cooked liver for her meals. After working there for so long, she soon started to feel sick. What she wasn't aware of is that her employer had put some of his blood in the liver that she'd eaten. Unsure what was causing her illness, especially since she wasn't getting better, she left and returned to her family in the Philippines. Similar to the other story, her police officer husband came home one day to eat a meal prepared by his wife. Upon asking where their son was, she told him right here and pointed at the table. Confused, he ate his dinner as normal, not realizing that he had in fact eaten his own child. no!
2: Never stop asking questions until after dinner. What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, that's too bad. I guess I'll just eat and then I'll keep looking for him.
1: (laughs) Don't want it to get cold. It's not going to reheat the same way.
3: She worked so hard.
1: It was later that evening when he opened the fridge that he was confronted with the head of their son. After this, he slashed her face with his bolo, leaving the large scar. It's said that he continues to hunt for her in order to kill her. The news about this horrifying story inspired a radio drama and later a film in 2015 with the same name, Maria Lobo. Since the incident, more details have emerged regarding the story, saying that she's now a manicurist in, I I couldn't tell if this was a city or a province, called Negros?
3: Uh, I think that's a, a province.
1: I think it's, yeah, I think it's a province.
3: If I recall correctly from reading.
1: Regardless, the authorities have never heard of or responded to a case of a woman hacking her children to death. Authorities stated that between 1999 and 2002, they found no record of any such crime or similar crime taking place when this story came out. A neighbor who lived in the area where the story is said to have taken place stated, quote, Here in the Barangay, when there is news, almost everyone finds out, end quote. They continued that no one was aware of the story, so it's just not possible that it could be true. It's unclear how and when this story originated, but there are some tellings in which Maria had become an Aswang while overseas. And upon her return home, return home, her unsuspecting family became her newest victims. Upon her escape from her husband, she continued to roam the countryside at night to hunt. Now I'm going to tell you the story of the movie. I'm going to spoil the entire movie for you. <laughs>
2: Oh no, don't do that. I was totally gonna watch it later.
1: <laughs> well, you still can, but now you're gonna know what's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it because it's probably a horror
1: movie. Hard pass. Yeah, it's a, it's a horror thriller, is what it was called. In the 2015 movie about her, director Roy Vinzoi Vinzon, sorry, Maria travels to Dubai and leaves her husband, Ermin, who is a police officer. And their children, Pablo and Rosalinda, to become an overseas Filipino worker. After learning that her friend Emily had also applied,
3: <laughs> me, Could not me.
1: Once in Dubai, she befriends a fellow Filipino named Nene, who works in the United Arab Emirates. Maria is later super fun trigger warning sexually assaulted while visiting the market for her employer, and found wandering the streets before she is taken to the hospital. Once there, Nene places a curse upon Maria and places a black chick on her stomach, Mm. turning her into an aswang. She is later transferred back home to her local hospital, where the doctors believe she's suffering from amnesia, which is why she has such violent outbursts. Her husband, Ermin, comes to the hospital to take her home, thinking it may help recover her memories. And against the staff's wishes, he does just that.
2: Hey, don't do that. Bad idea. (laughs) Bad
1: idea. Once home, Maria seems to become her normal self, until she threatens her children with a knife. When Ermin finds out about the incident, she states she can't help it. She was compelled to do it. Later, the curse of the Aswang takes hold of her, and she kills and cooks the children. When her husband finds out, he shoots Maria repeatedly with a gun, but she manages to escape. Ermin then buries what's left of his children, and Maria is seen crying nearby over her actions before the Aswang takes hold of her again. Her husband attacks her with a bolo knife after discovering her, but she's once again able to get away. Rumors soon spread throughout town about the Aswang, and Ermin consults an albuario shaman Mm -hmm. that tells him there's nothing that can be done to save Maria and return her to normal.
2: Aren't you just supposed to barf up that little chick?
1: Yep.
3: Yep. Don't you just hang him upside down and beat him until they puke?
1: Yep. The police chase her, and she's eventually killed. At the end of the film, an embalmer goes to work on her body, but when he goes to examine her corpse, she's nowhere to be found.
3: (gasps) She got away.
2: Oh my god, the dead person isn't dead? Who could have predicted that would happen? <laughs> right?
1: Ingredients for this dish were sourced from everything MNL article titled, "Pinoy Urban Legends That Give Us the Chills by Roger Desierto. A 2022 Filipino article titled Nine Creepy Pinoy Urban Legends That Never Get Old. I love that.
3: K-N-O-W?
1: Yeah. A 2018 Steemit article titled, Filipino Urban Legend, Maria Labo in Our Culture, by username Zam398. Good job, guy. A 2017 GMA News article titled, Maria Labo, the Scarred Woman Who Preyed on the Children of... Lago? Yeah, the one that I said before. And Wikipedia. Thirsty? Because I know I am. I'll grab you a refill and be right back. I hope you've saved room for dessert because you're not going to want to bring this one home with you. Oh, no. I told you this one was going to be messed up, man.
3: (laughs) I'm screaming
2: with my
1: eyes. (laughs) When you hear the term white lady, it tends to conjure images of ghostly figures a la Samara from The Ring or even La Llorona. Turns out that Pinoy has its own ghostly apparition, and she's just as terrifying as I'm sure you're picturing. Super. <laughs> the white lady has long black hair and appears in an all-white dress. Like many of her ilk, she has a tragic past, having been murdered or killed during an accident. The one I'll be sharing with you regards the white lady of Ballet Drive in Quezon City. Balete Drive is located in the eastern part of New Manila and a major residential road that is named after a gigantic tree that used to be located in the middle of the roadway. Did it
3: have a copper in it?
1: I don't know. I bet it did. In Pinoy folklore, Balete trees are viewed as homes for spirits and mysterious creatures. So it's no wonder that this road has long been rumored to be the site of several apparitions of a woman all in white. As with many white lady stories, she has a number of origins. Most
2: of the time she asks to speak with the manager. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's
1: where it all begins. (laughs) In one, she was sexually assaulted, then killed by Japanese soldiers during World War II. Woo! Woo! while another assault story states she was killed by a taxi driver after her attack in the 1950s. Regardless of her origin story, the main part of the tale is the same. She appears to any motorist brave enough to travel down Valete Drive alone at night. At times, she'll suddenly appear in your rearview mirror, her face mottled with blood and bruises. Other times, she'll ask unsuspecting taxi drivers to take her home, only to suddenly disappear without a trace. One non assault story states that many years ago, a young woman died in a hit and run car accident while driving on Balete Drive at night, which is a windy road lined with banyan trees. A windy road lined yeah, with banyan I was trees.
2: Say, I believe you mean windy. I knew I was
1: going to do that too. Damn
2: it. Windy.
1: A windy road lined with banyan trees. Her killer never came forward, and as a result, she wanders the road at night searching for the person responsible for her death. Some drivers report seeing a female hitchhiker while traveling alone at night, and those who have been brave or stupid enough to stop to offer aid would discover a a spectral woman covered head to toe in blood and bruises. Hot. If the driver happens to turn around, upon looking back, the white lady will have disappeared. Good. (laughs) Yeah. It's said that the white lady normally appears between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. and will seek revenge on anyone who is unlucky enough to travel alone on the motorway during that time. Although she primarily shows herself to taxi drivers, any motorist can be a potential victim of the white lady.
2: I think that her actual revenge, and hear me out, is that she gets in the cab and tells them to take her home. She runs up a huge fair and then she disappears. And they're like, God damn it. <laughs> she
3: literally ghosts them.
2: Yes. And then they're like, I just wasted a bunch of gas and I'm not getting paid. <laughs> My boss is going to be
1: mad. <laughs> I like it. The legend of the white lady is so popular that a local horror flick was produced about her. In 1988, titled "Shit, Hawaga Sabalete Drive,"
2: it was titled "Shit,", Shit. and <laughs> you will never <laughs>
1: convince me otherwise. <laughs> the film, directed by Pique Galaga and produced by Seiko Films, was shot in Villa Caridad on, Bro- on Broadway Avenue, the pre-war era Spanish Mediterranean-style villa is believed to have originally been built as a rest house for the Jesuit order. The villa is so popular that it's also been used in such films as Tonka Kalang Dugo in 1973, *Fe Asparanza Caridad* in 1974, and Halema Sabanga in
2: 1986. (laughs) You are crushing it right now. I am crushing Crushing it at
1: life right now little victories the house still stands but it appears to have been abandoned which just kind of adds to the creep factor fun fact belete drive is also the setting for the first case in the filipino graphic novel Trace, which was made into an animated series on netflix and emily mentioned it in her episode yeah yeah what 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 connections like san juanico bridge <laughs> only not as creepy <laughs> We're full of dead kids.
2: (laughs) Okay, um, well, I would like to apologize to everyone because I did not stay on theme, but I would then like to say you're welcome for the lack of dead children in my episodes.
1: (laughs) That's true. If you want to be super freaked out, there is a recreation of the white lady located behind a belete tree at the Kwazan City Experience Museum at the Kwazan Memorial Circle, which also has more information about the urban legend.
3: I don't I like love, that. No, no, I
2: love that. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> no. this. Someone was like, you know what would be hilarious? And then they didn't. <laughs> they
3: have to have one of those like closed-circuit TVs where they're just constantly recording people going by it, getting scared.
1: Be amazing.
3: I'm into it.
1: Ingredients for this dish were sourced from a 2022 Filipino article titled Nine Creepy Pinoy Urban Legends That Never Get Old. A 2021 Travel Up article titled Places of Urban Legends in Metro Manila by Gaimar Friend Wuta. A 2019 The Lineup article titled Six Ghostly Legends from the Philippines by Stephanie Almazan in a 2018-alike article titled Seven Timeless Philippine Urban Legends by Hannah Francesca M. Arsenal. You're welcome. You made it! I did.
3: (laughs) You
2: did much better with words than we did. This is true. And I gotta be honest, on one level I'm a little disappointed.
3: <laughs> At least she started off like three words in and fucked something up.
2: Yeah, it's
3: alright. We can't all foist our entire <laughs>
1: episode.
3: <laughs> That's fair. Or plank right. the entire time. Play
1: planks. That's it a happens. game that I don't want to play. Planks are hard, <laughs> and I don't want to play that game. So what's something good you would like to share? After hearing all those amazing urban legends. There were so many more, you guys, that I, like, really wanted to do. There are so many urban legends in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them I couldn't find a lot of stuff about. So it would have been, like, two sentences, and that's not enough.
3: Because a lot of it's in Tagalog, right?
1: It just, like, there wasn't enough stuff, like, adding on to the sentence, like, oh, there are these steam buns that used to be made with cats. And it's like, okay, and, and there's, like, <laughs> nothing more about it. So, yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: We're trying to think of good stuff. Um...
3: All right. So I didn't have something funny. I had something spooky that happened the other day, and I meant to tell you guys, but I kept forgetting about it. it on me. So last night I was staying up late to work on finishing my episode because I slacked as per usual. Uh, so I came up very late, and Joel had left the light on in the bedroom for me. And it's just a little low light that's spilling out into the hallway. So I go down our short little hallway to go check on the boys to make sure that they're comfortable temperature and all that. And as I go to open their door, I get this weird feeling. And I look over my shoulder. I turn around and I get this real quick flash of a short, almost like child-sized figure shadow. It was just a shadow, and it was like a blink, but I saw. I could make out head, shoulders, and the thing is – Knees and and toes. toes. (laughs) (laughs) No, no knees and toes, but like it couldn't have been something that was burned on my eyes because I hadn't been looking at anything other than stairs and stuff for a little (laughs) while, right? But I saw this thing just kind of flash right there. It was real creepy because I felt that there was something there with me. (sighs) It was spooky. I had a hard time falling asleep last night. <laughs> I would have too, man. It spooked me out. I haven't had any ghost experiences in a while.
2: Oh my God. I have to Google something really quick before I do mine. I'm sorry.
1: I can do mine super quick. So go ahead. Speaking of spooky things, I'm gonna be talking to the fun ladies over at Homespun Haints, I think, in a couple weeks. Ooh, nice. Do a recording with them. So I'm pretty excited about that.
3: That is exciting. We'll have to see if they'll be willing to share the episode with us so we can put it up on Patreon.
2: Okay, so fun fact, I just realized I remember all the lyrics to Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes in Spanish. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Yeah, and I like literally couldn't think of the words in English, which was horrifying, and that's why I just (laughs) had to Google it, because I was like, what's that other part? And yeah, so... I remember something that I learned, wait, 17 years ago. Nice. In another language. That's pretty fucking cool. But then I forgot it in English, which was scary.
1: It happens.
2: So my brain sort of works, is the good news. (laughs) The bad news is it doesn't
3: work right still. So it's working on long-term memory, but not short-term. My short-term is still fucked. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Same. don't learn a new language right now, then.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Though. As I'm planning on it, I think I probably know enough languages. Like, I'd love to be a polyglot, but it's never going to happen. So, I should mm. probably just stick with lo- the ones that I know right now.
3: You don't want to be like Emily in Paris trying to learn
2: French? Um, we both know I can't pronounce anything in, in French, so they would kick me out of France, like, immediately.
3: Ooh, you're gonna have fun next month, aren't you?
2: I'll be alright. <laughs> just
3: make it up.
2: As Jess pointed out to me recently, for someone who absolutely sucks at French, French pronunciation, I keep randomly picking shit that happened in France. <laughs> and it's, I'm not doing it on purpose, it just happens, and then I'm like, oh god, why do I do this? because <laughs> <laughs> i hate myself and it's not a secret 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 okay yeah. a secret so i don't know i was really excited when i realized i remembered that because i've been feeling like my brain doesn't work at all lately so that's my something good it does still work sort
1: of sort what's of is th- better than none at all yes what's eyes and ears and mouth and nose in spanish that part Oh, I would have
2: to sing it to be able to do it right. I can try. Do you want me to?
1: Yeah.
2: Cabeza, ombros, pierna, sepiace, pierna, sepiace. Cabeza, ombros, pierna, sepiace, pierna, sepiace. Oh, hos, orejas, boca, inaries. Cabeza, ombros, pierna, sepiace. <laughs> yeah, so it's eyes are ojos, orejas, I think are. Ears, yeah. Mouth is Boca, and nose is narice. I mm-hmm. can never remember the word for ears if it's not in that song, so that's problematic.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
3: As long as you don't call them mouth or something, that would be weird.
2: <laughs> listen with your mouth. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I do listen with my mouth. <laughs> somehow. It happens all the time. Just speak so it in my bat form (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: on that note (laughs) thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a rare selection I like how so rare because they were so bloody of urban legends pineapple pizza podcast sweet and cheesy and not everyone understands our awesomeness but we're glad that you do question mark if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our tea Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on
3: buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice. Because we can never get enough. Of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget.
2: Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and
1: extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's pineapp, A-P-P, pizza Pod. You can also send us questions, comments,
2: and topic ideas at A P P pizza pod at gmail.com remember there's the two P's in app otherwise you're emailing someone else and i don't want to be held responsible for that
3: thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels and just remember no matter
1: how you slice it you're awesome and we love you